0: It's
1: the second time it's
2: gone on. They never got home, they never got home, they never got home, those guys. Those, those the second captain's world service. That's. Yeah. They have asked for that, really. Yeah, you can laugh. I have to walk up. I'm a little bit of an idealist, but having said that, I want to be like me. You don't know what you're talking about. Well, yeah. did you know that nice to stay alive, talking right, okay. about? I'd say
1: it to you, Bates, and I'll say it well, to you now. I'll come down to field, and we'll see them
2: up with. What you doing down here, you surely, man? <laughs>
0: I'm sitting here looking at a photo in front of me that I took yesterday at 4.38pm in the living room of Kieran Murphy's home. Oh, for God's sake, you weren't taking photographs on. Murph is sitting in front of the telly in full kit wanker mode, having just played his part in a losing effort for team second captains at the Fair Play Cup. On the television screen in front of him is Mayo manager Kevin McStay, who looks to be on the way over to commiserate with his beaten Galway counterpart, pork Joyce. I can't quite place the look on your face, Murph, mostly because... Let's be honest. It's a poorly taken photograph. There you go, from an awkward angle, and with the sunlight coming in from the background, thereby gotcha. ruining it. But it's a look I can best describe as fed up. It was a tough <laughs> Sunday afternoon for you. Yeah, yeah.
3: Um, it's not quite head in hands time, but it, um, your fingers
0: are resting up against your temple, kind yeah, of rubbing them, rubbing the temple. Yeah, it's very hot as well. But you know, there may be be, there
3: may have been a few exposed veins on that temple. <laughs> having watched male storm fortress salt hill. Yeah, tough. It was a tough It was a tough couple of hours on there's no no point in denying it. We deal with Galway's
0: defeat in our GA pod which is out now for members and non-members alike. As for the Fair Play Cup organized by the UNHCR and SARI Sport against racism Ireland as part of the first ever Refugee Week in Ireland. As always, we had a brilliant time, amazing atmosphere, so many different cultures mixing, beautiful, brilliant day. Uh, Performance wise, what was it they said about the Republic of Ireland at Euro 88? They won a game they should have lost, drew a game they should have won, and lost a game they should have drawn. Yes. Well, yesterday, we drew a game we should have won, yeah. lost. Yeah. A- Lost yeah. a game we probably deserve to lose in the balance of play,
3: and lost but, but, another game. But, but, but there's a, it's maybe a slight possibility we could have snatched a draw on that one. And lost one.
0: another game we should have lost way more heavily than we did. <laughs> yeah, I will agree with that. A hard-fought nil-nil against a Vietnamese selection, followed by a 2-0 defeat to Ukraine. Which uh, I thought, you know... I look, it flattered the Ukrainians a bit, let's be yeah, honest about it, but uh, listen, they're, they're
3: a solid side. You know, the, uh, the game turned on a number of moments most of which I was involved in not to my credit. Um, yeah, well I possibly also didn't need to break away from the wall
0: so we're, there was a free kick given against us and I was too concerned about the guy making a run looking for the short pass so I was like I'll just splinter away from mm. the wall here cover that pass as your man then rifles the ball through the gap that I had created. Swiss cheese wall here. Yeah, and then a 3-0 no defeat to Sarri that could have been Let's be honest. It could have been six or seven if not for six the, Yeah, six wouldn't have flattered. The heroics bit. in goal of your nephew Niall Carney of the Uncle Jim side mm. of the family. Not,
3: not my nephew, but my cousin's your, son. Sorry, your my cousin's second, son. My second, my second cousin. It's a big cousin family. Once I don't know, these, you know uh, you listen. He absolutely he outdid himself. Yeah, yesterday, yeah. it was a truly magnificent effort. Particularly considering how late he was in the pub the night before, which uh, uh, we, we do appreciate Noel's efforts. That we area.
0: were posting up our results yesterday. Got a tweet in from credible nil nils to battling two nils, and now a three nil reversal in inverted commas.
3: <laughs> all, the, a great word.
0: all these adjectives would almost distract you from the fact second captain scored about as much as an Irish entry at the Eurovision. Another tweeter suggests give it gallons till end of season. Yeah, well, and listen, I don't want to uh, lay the blame for our fighter to score a single goal in this tournament squarely at the feet of our front man Kieran Murphy and Oshin McConville mm.
3: although maybe yeah, 95-ish no, no. No. percent I
0: really wanted Oshin to score one just because his kids were there yeah and uh, it
3: know, really, really seemed to happen. yeah it really seemed like his kids had heard a lot about this guy, oh, you know, well, that's in the are. house the whole time. They literally grow up.
0: These lads grow up with everyone saying, "Oh, your dad was uh-huh. let me tell you, probably like having to sit there for ten minutes." Is so mad. Tells them how great he was. A real one. He was person. a
3: proper, <laughs> proper footballer. Uh, well, now Ryan and Connell Cun- <laughs> and Cun- and can talk to these extremely boring individuals. And say, well, I've seen a man he ain't much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> at one point, we had a free kick, and you obviously took the ball straight away. Murph oh, stood course, over, so well. ready to hit it. His kids. It was on
3: the right. I mean, it suited a left foot, a lefty. His
0: kids started shouting, "Let Daddy take it! Let Daddy take it!" Then Oshin's wife, Dorina says, you can't really call him Daddy. You know, you're going to use his name here in, in this environment. Let Oshin McConville
3: take it. They roared. <laughs> Obviously, I didn't it. hear this adorable <laughs> shout from the sideline because if I had, then, I, you know, I'm not, I don't have a heart of stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, listen on, we've taken a lot of learnings. The key learning, we're getting older and worse at football with yeah. every passing year. What did you make of Brano missing his sitter in the final well, game? I mean I don't want to say that I laid it on a plate for him but I really laid it on a fucking plate for him but listen you know the, what are the you missing? Do? the missing the sitter was only 10% of that it was, it was I'd say it was the best move of the three games it was started it was, by me and then Oh, not finished uh, Not me. finished <laughs> by you. It was
0: I, I was telling Barnum afterwards he looked calm, but you informed me that actually there were a number of different debates going on in your brain at the same mm. time.
1: Yeah, that seemed to go on for quite a while. <laughs> Take it with the left, hit it with the right, hand, and then
0: a it moment that looks hand, like so. a spit second to everyone else it was actually yeah. it felt like five minutes to you. Yeah. But at least you did barrel a Vietnamese player over in our box in the open game without giving away a penalty somehow.
3: Yeah, I literally I've I've no idea either. And the player in question had no idea either. He was quite irate at the non arrival uh, of this penalty as though. he was in their next
0: game as well he felt oh, he could have had a listen. spot kick in that one and he, he confronted the team in question Th- listen, the, the guy felt he deserved a penalty at some stage over this <laughs> tournament and didn't get it Okay, tempers w- tempers are sometimes frayed
3: mm. I wouldn't mind I did have a word with uh, the referee before the start of our third game to tell him that I mean I feared the worst for mm. our chances I have to say we got a chance to have a look at the Surrey team they were Extremely athletic. They and always good are. at football. They're always good. So I did say to him, "Listen, we haven't scored a goal here, so you know, if you wanted to throw us an old penalty, yeah. you know, yeah, I did, brother. Oh I did. God I'm goodness. sorry, but well, listen. I mean, I knew we were going to lose, and we were going to lose heavily. So I just thought, just listen, like if to you could. Kieran do this. has
0: gone out in a solo run here.
3: Well, I did, it's not like I offered him any inducements. I just, I, th- I prostrated myself in front of him. I, I told him how terrible we were. Was is there any chance, boss? basically is what I said.
0: Okay, two yeah. game ban for you next It It's no. a big weekend for Brano, I have to say. He had a ceremonial role at Dalier on Friday night before yep. the Bose Rovers game. More on that tomorrow <laughs> as we bring
3: you... And it, listen, it's not often I say it's worth the five euro, but this tail is actually worth the five euro on its own uh,
0: well he won't be on his own though because we're going to have Brano it wouldn't be the Snade and Brano show without David Brano.
3: Snade yeah. so, uh, without Snade indeed yes <laughs> uh, without
0: David Snade so there's going to be some hardcore League of Ireland chat there we're also going to be covering the Republic of Ireland squad announcement for the World Cup in Australia this week it's the football pod that never stops podcasting sign up now on secondcaptains.com. Jonathan Wilson today talking about the collapse of the Messi, Neymar and Mbappe project at PSG with Messi already gone and firing a parting shot at the supporters yesterday on the way at the door and at least one of the other two probably leaving with him. There'll also be some Declan Rice. Chat as... Sorry, Ken. As Manchester City, Ken is away. By the way, Ken's away this week. He's back next week. In case you're wondering why he hasn't, a really quiet. This is more like what Ken would be like in our GA. Monday. Uh, he usually Monday. says hello. He usually Does says usually hello say in those me. ones. Yeah. Then goodbye. Got to work on the football show. <laughs> what am I doing here in this one? <laughs> but uh, he's not here at all today. That's why you haven't heard from. So Man City and Arsenal are battling for the Declan Rice signature, and we'll talk a little bit. Robbie, Robbie Kino, who's taking his first step as a manager with Maccabi Television. Even Israel, this one came a little bit out of left field, but mm. you got to start somewhere, and the uh, Israel is where he's going. He's signed a two-year contract, albeit if he sees that through to conclusion, he will be lasting four times longer than any of their previous five managers, <laughs> the most recent of whom, Aitar Karanka last of just 23 matches. They're going to be in the Europa Conference League this season, where a number of Irish teams await. So far, Keane's managerial career consists of a three-game stint as player-manager in India. He scored a goal. Scored, I think, did it keep them up? Certainly was a key goal mm. uh, 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 to snap a long losing streak. Now, he had also been playing for the team, but maybe something about getting the, the manager's gig for a few games gave him the impetus to score that one. He's a bit past the point of scoring goals now. A more recent short stint as assistant to Big Sam at Leeds. They couldn't steer them to safety. He's part of the Mick McCarthy set-up in Ireland, but Stephen Kenny opted against keeping him on, even though Keane was still under contract with the FAI. Did a bit of unpaid coaching with Chamock Rovers. His one job in English football was with Middlesbrough as an assistant to Jonathan Woodgate. He left that job when Woodgate was sacked with the club, just one place outside the relegation zone. So, you know, the jury's out. We'll wait, wait to see how this goes. Uh, it's certainly an interesting start. His stint at Middlesbrough was most memorable for an interview with Craig Hope in the Daily Mail from July 2019. Oh, yeah. I'm fairly certain we covered this at the time because Brian sent this on to me earlier and I was, I'm, I'm thinking I've almost certainly heard yeah. Ken repeating this entire article almost for a bottom. Robbie Keane does not want to share anecdotes from his 21-year playing career, says Craig Hope. I'm not getting into crap questions like this. He says, stupid question. Interestingly, crap is... Oh, what, uh, what's the word? There's it? An a- there a are asterisks, asterisks, asterisks in the middle of two, and two of
3: the four letters. Very of prudish Daily
0: Mail readers, by mm. the sounds of things. Yeah. Keen, it is widely known, looks to sing. Will Keen, the coach, be the type to take the mic and provide some light entertainment around the bird dressing room? What the fuck, he responds. <laughs> I'm not a clown. I'm not here to entertain people. What's singing got to do with me being a coach? Goes on. Legend has it that uh, while well, Spurs captain Keane hired a private jet and took the squad to Dublin for pre season, Harry Redman mm. was pissed off. With that in mind, will Keane be encouraging the Middlesbrough players to enjoy a Christmas party as coach? I'm not answering these stupid questions. If you want to talk to me about being here, no problem, but I'm not getting into crap questions like that.
3: <laughs> there you go. Wow. Well, uh, hold on, everyone in Tel Aviv. There's a charm offensive coming your way. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, we he, to he did actually charm
0: Craig out by the end of it. it. It felt like they got some common ground, but it's tough to kind of recover the yeah. interview from that point. No, I feel I'm like on talking whole, about it four years on. So. Yeah. And Murph, there was this amazing detail which I think might have got lost in him. Keane, the player, was renowned for his movement and awareness honed on the streets of Tala and South Dublin where wits were needed beyond the football pitch. He says even now when he's in a restaurant with his wife Claudine, he instinctively identifies his nearest exit points and where other diners are positioned. It all sounds a bit Jason Bourne, we observe. He laughs. A genuine laugh, it must be said. Okay, what colour is my watch? Asks Hope. He doesn't divert his gaze before answering. It's got a blue face and it's a cheap one, he says laughing. He is right on both counts. (laughs) (laughs) So hopefully Robbie will find a way of developing that kind of spatial awareness in some of his players in Israel. We will wait and see. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side?
1: del mundo para Kylian Mbappé. Kylian. Ya. Some. Mbappé. La indicación de Rampadini, De derecha Mbappé le pegá.
0: to get too deep into the summer without hearing Jonathan Wilson's voice on the football pod. Hey, Jonathan. Hi, right, how you doing? How are you, keeping busy in the, the summer? Summer period. I've
2: just come back from holiday. I've been away for ten days. Good it's, man. Been, it's been lovely. So I have no idea what's happened in the last ten days. That's okay. I'm going <laughs> to fill
0: you in on one or two things. Well, this is this chat is going to be a
2: coup in Russia. People are telling me apparently. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So they say that this
0: chat it is
3: more of be... a weekend kind of a. Mi- yeah. It was like a mini. You know, you don't need a big coup, like, as Gary Neville would say. If you just go on mini, a many mini coups throughout the year, <laughs> it's actually the same thing.
0: This is going to be filled with real off-season midsummer fair. The collapse of the Messi, Neymar, Mbappe project at PSG. Robbie Keane managing in Israel for his first managerial job. But first, the Declan Rice transfer saga. Uh, he's been, well, it's, I'm calling it a saga now. It's definitely getting into that zone with Man City in the hunt, although apparently not lodging an official bid until they're sure that Rice wants to play for them. How do you see this playing out? Who will Declan Rice be lining out for next season?
2: Well, you sort of think if City want him, yeah. they will get in because they can, they can outbid. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter what Arsenal, what number of Arsenal say, City can go higher, and that's like, I mean, in in microcosm, that's always been the problem of of the City project or the, the Newcastle project. The once states get involved with clubs, you know, they 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 don't their ceiling doesn't exist, and so you can say, oh well, yeah, they're only winning the league by sort of eight points, ten points. Well, yeah, but they can always win the league by eight or ten points because as soon as somebody comes along. They can find new airlines to sponsor them, or you know, new state companies to give them more money. So, so if City really want him, then the, unless he's got some absolute aversion to leaving the southeast, um, and I don't think there's been any indication of that, uh, th- then then I would assume he would go to City. And, and you know, if you're a player, and, and you leave aside any reservations you may have about the ownership, why would you not want to play for Guardiola? Why would you not want to play for the treble winners? Uh, I, I guess maybe there's this sort of romantic dream that some players like the idea of, no, I, I can be the one that finally brings success. But I, I think most of them, from what we've seen through history, they like the idea of you know, hitching themselves to an already successful project and continuing that success.
0: Would he make Manchester City a better team or is there a danger that he becomes another Calvin Phillips in there?
2: I mean, you know, that danger is clearly there. Yeah. Um, I I, you know, I I think it's possible still that Cal Calum Phillips has a role to play next season. I, you know, we've seen that with players going into quite the other teams before that takes some years so to settle. Admittedly, normally if they are successful, they, they play, play a bit of football in season. the first year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um I, I think he you know, he's a he's a younger, more dynamic player than Calvin Phillips. I, I I I I and he's not gonna be competing with, with Rodri for for a position. You know, he, he would take you know, he move into the Gundogan slot. Uh, and I think you look at his attributes. Yeah, I, it's difficult to know um whether players are perfect fits for Guardiola teams because the demands are so specific. And it's difficult to know from somebody who's been playing for, for West Ham whether he has the, the the tactical acuity to play for Guardiola. But yeah, he would seem a logical fit for for that Gunderwood role that he can sit in as a second holding player if if, if you need him to he can he can drive forward and he starts to score goals in in, in the sort of numbers that Gundogan tends to do towards can the end of the season. Can he do that though? He's only scored four, uh, four this season in the league
0: which is his best scoring return. He talks a lot about being a box-to-box midfielder and getting forward more but he doesn't get many goals uh, with, with West Ham. So is that actually yeah. in his game? And not just goals, but also, you do have to actually pass the ball forward a bit more, Declan, if you're playing <laughs> for Manchester City. And you do have to press. All these things we haven't had a chance to see him do, particularly for or Country.
2: Yeah, yeah that, which is, uh, I guess the the sort of West Ham tariff that, that I'm sort of applying, that I'm sort of thinking four goals for West Ham is actually pretty good. It's about there's 12 many, for Man
0: City. <laughs> yeah, yeah there's,
2: not, there's not many players have scored four goals for West Ham this season. Uh, I, I, I remember looking this up in February, and I think Saeed Benrana was a top scorer with, oh, with four. Right. Yeah. So, uh, well, you know, people have scored goals since then, but uh, I think four goals from the back of the field for West Ham is, that is actually pretty good. And he scored a couple in the, in the Conference League as well, didn't he? So... I think he has at least begun to explore that side of his game a little bit more. You know, I thought the criticism of him for not scoring was slightly absurd because that's that's not the type of player he is. Um, but at City, I think he, he would need to do that because he would have Rodri sitting alongside him. There is no equivalent figure to Rodri at, at West Ham. So there, w- there would be an adaptation. But I, I almost wonder whether this isn't just about what this does for city mm. it's about what it doesn't do for one of their rivals yeah that yeah you know, this arsenal have been very good this season i personally i don't think they will be that good next season but this arsenal with rice in the midfield you think well that would be better um and so you buy rice and you're getting a very very good player who may be ideal for your system you don't actually care about the money because you you're owned by a state and you 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 just slow the advance of, of one of your rivals. Well, in fairness so,
0: to, fair to Manchester City, they've been pretty good to Arsenal over the last couple of seasons, given them, <laughs> or last season certainly, <laughs> given them Sinchenko and Gabriel Jesus, who both made an impact.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> um, I, I maybe they, they they think, oh, maybe we're a bit too generous. Maybe maybe we shouldn't. Have. And giving them Arteta as well. Um, True. So I, mean, I I guess maybe, you know, in terms of the question of whether he's a fit for a Guardiola team, if Arteta wants him, may, maybe that, is itself enough of a sign that he would he would fit Guardiola's new system. I mean, maybe Guardiola is sort of um, with, with his his more direct approach last season. May, maybe he's fully on board with a with a more sort of British model of football. So, yeah, we will get the hard running central midfield. But I will have a, a Brian Robson style midfielder in, in my midfield. I will build the future around um, around Rice. So yeah, it, it, it's it clearly would we can ask them not to sign him. Now, that, that, that's obvious.
3: Uh, but can any club actually trust him to not just play three games for them? Ah, <laughs> sorry, I mean it was just a question that was in my head. I mean, I'm sorry, I mean we could talk all we like about Declan Rice. Water but... under the bridge now. <clears throat> I just feel if Ken were here this is the question he'd ask.
2: Uh, what are the regulations on playing for? You can play for three clubs in the same season, is that right? <laughs> so you could do it at once, I guess. Yeah.
3: If he plays three games before the close of the track so he signs for Man City, but then moves to Arsenal on you know the 30th, 30th, 30th of August or something, then maybe, maybe he, there might be some way to Declan Rice this uh, this situation.
2: Yeah I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, would, I would very much like to see that happen I think that would be extremely funny but uh, probably you know, it's, just like a, it's just a young man who can't make his mind up who are we to question his decisions yeah, It's true John, Jonathan
0: Leo Messi is gone has left PSG with a parting shot at the PSG fans Killing Mbappe is trying to get out of there again or certainly won't be extending his contract or so he says As some fans apparently want Neymar to leave to the extent that they actually turned up at his house and asked him to do so so it, it feels like a total collapse at this stage without of this project, without getting near the Champions
1: League prize they covet.
0: who could have predicted this when Messi signed two years ago?
1: But in the Champions League, I will, you know, I mean, whatever about how how the sausage has been made. I mean, what a sausage! <laughs> no, they, 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 I, I, PSG got less chance
2: of winning the Champions League now than they had last season. No, they don't. Because, don't because, be ridiculous. Because
1: they've signed Donnarumma, Vinaglum, uh, Messi. Uh, he's the other, Ramos, Sorry, Joe Ramos. Ramos. <laughs> <laughs> you're telling me you're telling me that, that signing all these players and also uh, Hakimi as well right so they've signed all these players and now they have less chance of winning the Champions yeah, League yeah because, because Messi stopped Barcelona being good in the Champions League Neymar stops PSG being good in the Champions League the two of them together I mean, PSG could win the Champions League they have lots of very good players this is this is. are you when are you signing for unheard.com you're contrarian, <laughs> you're contrarian I mean I literally posturing. already write for them you're, you're, I, I've been writing them for a good 18 months now <laughs> I, I, I'm, dis- I'm disappointed that you, you haven't followed my move more closely. <laughs> your, your contrarian posturing is out of control. How are you telling me that uh, that Neymar and Messi make their teams worse?
2: Because they, they don't fulfill their defensive responsibilities. They, they make those teams vulnerable. And sure, they, they can score goals, but at the expense of leaving that midfield horribly exposed.
0: <laughs> Just the mocking tone of Ken and Rory Smith there, Jonathan. Unbelievable. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I disappointed in Rory. I understand Ken's being provocative to try and create content, but Rory, yes, that's, that's disappointing. <laughs> we expect better from Rory Smith.
3: Yeah, we expect. Yeah, literally, that's exactly the level we expect from Ken. But, but we do expect just better to get from Rory. the by the
0: way the, the facts across here. They've been to the final and semi-final in the previous two years. They. Got as far as the round of sixteen in the two seasons with this triumvirate playing. So you, you have possibly never been proven more correct on a point than this one, Jonathan. F- feel free to take. Oh, a I mean, lap. If
2: you want me to give you a catalogue of times when I've been correct, I'll happily fill you in. On <laughs> oh it. no, I know
0: you. You, you are happy <laughs> taking these victory laps, no doubt about that. What? So what went wrong? Why did it? I mean, that's got to be that two rounds of sixteen has to be even worse than you were expecting.
2: Um, I mean, it's partly to do with the draw. Um, but yeah. Messi had become a problem for Barcelona in the big European games. Um, you know, there's a reason why Barcelona post-2015 were not good in Europe, why they kept suffering these huge defeats. Uh, I mean, we, we sort of tend to ignore the the fact they lost 4-0 to PSG because they won the second leg 6-1. They had another heavy defeat to PSG. They had a 3-0 defeat to Juventus. They had the, the setback against Liverpool. Uh, they had the heavy defeat to to Roma. The game, even when they ended, I think they they draw at Bridge one one, and then won the won the home leg. But Chelsea had played them for long periods. That when they have the ball, when they had the ball, they were fine because they're very very good technical players. But as soon as they didn't have the ball, they're wide open because Messi had become too old, too unfit, too pampered to to do any defensive work. Now with a national team. You can just about get away with that if the whole of the rest of the team is absolutely dedicated to winning you the World Cup. Um, plus, international football is not as sophisticated as, as club football, so you can get away with a with a passenger. A passenger clearly is a is is an unfair term with somebody who's not fulfilling their defensive responsibilities. So long as they're performing brilliantly in a, in a creative sense, you can get away with that at an international level. At club level, I just don't think you can. And so we'd seen these collapses for Barcelona. We'd seen PSG struggle with with a similar type of thing, not not because of um, aging players up front, but because Neymar he presses when he feels like it, yeah. Mbappe clearly feels it's totally beneath him to press. Yeah, I mean, do, do you know how many the total number of interceptions and tackles made by Mbappe in the World Cup?
0: I do Get know because I read your piece about games. this. Yeah, I do. I read your piece about this, but please
2: enlighten our listeners. It was none. He didn't make a single tackle or interception. Now, okay, he scores eight goals. And you might think, well, that, that balances. But look at the way in the semi final and the final, France had to change the tactical setup to cover for the fact that Mbappe was doing no defensive work to check the forward runs of the opposing right back. Uh, they, you know, they had to move him into the middle to, to sort of to to, to to spare in that. And you know, he said he doesn't want to play through the middle. He, he's, a, he's a major, pro- he's, a, he's a huge talented player, brilliant player, but he's a he's a major problem. Was that not the job, for... just on the World Cup thing, was that not,
0: he he clearly wasn't being asked to do any defensive work. And it, the, the danger that they posed with him on the break was obviously enough in Deschamps' mind to outweigh his natural inclination, which is to have all his 11 players working hard for the team.
2: Yeah, and, and that did work against England because uh, England basically blinked uh, that Kyle Walker decided to sit off him um, and actually it was when Kyle Walker went forward that, that England got done yeah. but what you saw both against Morocco and against Argentina was that I just sort of well actually we'll just let the right back attack and we'll, we'll call you a bluff and yeah alright if a ball gets played in there there's a decent chance he creates a goal or scores but if you're if you're if you've got the ball in the opposition half, as Argentina did for pretty much entirety of the first half of that final, then yeah, it doesn't doesn't matter what Mbappe how 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 much potential he has because the ball's not getting to him. So I, I just don't think you can get away with that. Um, I mean, you yeah, know, there's a uh, he's, he's now left the club, but uh, a former senior member of, of coaching staff at PSG has said that of the three of them. Neymar was actually the easiest one to deal with, which just seems incredible. I mean, how bad are
0: Messi and Mbappe to deal with? Um, That's amazing. Neymar is the easiest one. The the party animal who's always injured when it counts and has uh, has uh, fans turning up at his house to get him to leave the club is the easiest guy to deal with.
2: Yeah, I mean, Neymar has played 30 games or more. In a season, in all competitions for PSG, only once since he got there in 2017, which was that first season. Yeah, you know, the, these parties at his house in uh, Bougival. Um, yeah, you know, the, the the local mayor described him as prodigiously annoying, and yet <laughs> you know, you got, <laughs> the, the local, local mayor, mayor is prodigiously mayor. annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yet he's less annoying than 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 Messi and Mbappe apparently. So. But it's what happens if you load a club with with big stars and massive egos and don't have a proper structure, and that that yeah, has been obvious right from the start. You, you could sort of see a, a, a sort of logic in a long term logic in, in the enormous fee he paid for Neymar uh, and the sort of the um, the inducements you had to give him in terms of you know, influence and prestige within the club, because that that helped inflate transfer fees. I. I I mean, given how else they behaved, maybe I'm giving PSG's directors too much credit for this, but that that did inflate the market. It did reduce the number of potential suitors. That was one of the main drivers, I think, in 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 in, in the attempted Super League. COVID accelerated all that because it 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 cut the revenues going to to the, the, the sort of the the old elites. Um, so that that first transfer made a certain sense. It made no sense in terms of the the world transfer record because it's they it, they more than doubled the world transfer record. It had never gone up by more than I think twenty percent in one one mm-hmm. step before, not, or not since the eighteen nineties when you know these figures are slightly kind of artificial anyway. But, you know, we're talking about a pound as opposed to kind of three pounds. I I, I always thought it was a ludicrous project doomed to failure. But the irony is now actually the three of them leaving. Is probably the best thing for the club. I don't. I don't know if PSG fans realise that. Um well, they might I do. The, the, maybe... the
0: ones who want Neymar gone might realise that.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it, may, it may be a case of the sort of hardcore who go to the stadium regularly do realise that that triangle it has been very toxic. Uh, but the you know, PSG have built their brand on glamour on on having you know, Lenny Kravitz and people turning up at games, uh, and, and maybe. Um, Maybe there is a cadre of fans who do want the glamour. I mean, one of the one of the things you have know, all the you know, the World Cup was full of utterly bewildering and bizarre revelations. But but one of them was I was I was at that game when Portugal beat Switzerland six six nil was it Or six one? Um, yeah. Six you one know when, when Ronaldo right. was yeah. dropped and Goncalo Ramos came up came in and got the hat trick.
0: Yeah.
2: And I was sitting next to a. Uh, a French journalist, a youngish French journalist, probably late twenties, and he was so excited when Ronaldo came on. Yeah, you know, Ronaldo, whose position in the team has just been proved to be, you know, an albatross. You know, you've seen Ramos come on, you've seen him play brilliantly. You've seen Portugal finally perform to the level that they should be able to perform to with, um, Bernardo Silva and 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 um. And Bruno and you know the the array of creative midfielders they've got, and yet still he was, you know, his his this, this journalist sort of lust to see celebrity meant he wanted to see Ronaldo, and you could hear fans in the stadium was the Portugal fans who you we know, were madly cheering Gonzalo Ramos, but then you had the, the 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 sort of the tourist fans who were desperate to see Ronaldo. Ronaldo came out to warm up and yeah portugal have fallen up or whatever at the time but they go the biggest cheer is when they see ronaldo start to warm up ronaldo scores a goal that's obviously offside he knows it's offside and you can almost see the mental calculation as he goes off to do a celebration i'll give them a celebration even though i know yeah. this is offside um and it, it's sort of it's a very weird thing that these people who, who are watching a football match not for the football not for the result but to see the celebrities. And PSG have tapped into that. They've they've got a worldwide following because of that. They just don't win football matches because of that.
0: I did see a reference. There's an athletic piece today specifically focused on Neymar and his future with PSG. It says, for the club, they'd be open to moving on a player who does not fit their new direction of travel away from the big names of the past and towards younger, homegrown players built ideally around Mbappe. So that would assume that Mbappe would stay. I mean, better late than never. That they inst- they might think of instigating a policy of developing their own footballers, sitting as they do in the most young footballer-rich area of
2: Europe, probably. Yeah, well, I, th- I think the, the yeah you know, that CIES, you know the the Swiss stats people. Uh, I think I'm right in saying that they've they've sort of isolated Southeast London and the Banlieue of Paris as the the two. Uh, Greatest hotbeds of football talent at, at the moment, where I think Amsterdam and Belgrade not too far behind, which I presume is to do with the academies at Ajax and Partizan rather than those areas specifically. But there's something in 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 East London which I think Arsenal particularly have been very smart, although you know, sort of a yeah you know, much further north than that, but that that sort of band that goes down through East London, um, where you get, I mean, I, you know, Ian Wright sort of was part of that, David your know, Hilly Fields in 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 southeast london um sacca i think came through that area so you have a strong sort of community links there between arsenal and and, and that area but yeah the, the southeast london the Paris palace have been the two great hotbeds and, and psg have pretty much just ignored it whereas english clubs i think or london clubs are starting to notice and starting to try to exploit that and yet that, that's sort of a tragedy of psg they could have been they could yet be this this this, this great sort of community club, this club for Paris, which is what they were set up as in 1970, um, but bankrolled by, by proper money. So they have great facilities and maybe sprinkle in you know, two or three stars and then three or four players to, to sort of fill out where you, for whatever reason, you're, you're, the local talent hasn't, hasn't produced players in opposition, but they could become the great representative of, of, of that, that community. And, yeah, they had a handful of players come through from my community and they just, they just flog them on. Yeah, it's oh,
0: it's bizarre. Me- Messi says, I think, in the beginning, my relationship, talking about his fans, I think it was something wonderful, he told B in sports, but then some people started to treat me differently, part of the Paris supporters. I think the vast majority still see me and treat me as they did at the beginning, but there was a fracture with a significant group of the fans, which obviously wasn't my intention, far from it. Are you surprised that it ended like that between Messi and the club supporters?
2: Not really, because I I think, I I, I mean, maybe this is a a grotesque simplification. I'm not going to pretend I've looked into the sociology of this particularly, but it seems to me as an outsider that there are sort of three categories of of PSG fans. There's the pretty nasty ultra element. There's the element who've been going regularly from long before Qatar took over in in 2011, who actually watch football, understand football, get football. And then there's those who like the celebrity and i think somewhere that interface between the sort of the normal football literate fan and the ultras many of whom are football literate there there is a sort of an angry element who were so sort of ready to turn on mm. uh, on one of these celebrity players and messi i guess is the obvious one to turn on because neymar was was sort of the great savior when he arrives in 2017 um mbappe is there's a sense he's he's one of our own still um, but whereas Messi is is the outside who's turned up taken a huge amount of money and wandered about a bit. OK, you're the
0: oracle on that one, on that particular story, Jonathan, as it, oh, in, in many other cases, as you've mentioned yourself there. So can I ask you <laughs> to look into your crystal ball once again and tell me, is Robbie Keane going to be a success in his new role as Maccabi Tel Aviv manager?
2: Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, I presume it's a surprise people in Ireland. Oh yeah, I, mean, I, I, I was flabbergasted when I saw this this morning.
0: Well, I, well it has, but then I'm I'm kind of wondering why am I so shocked? He he clearly wants to be a manager. He's had a, a go at as an assistant with Ireland, uh, with Middlesbrough, and most recently in the short spell with Leeds, and ultimately unsuccessful spell with Leeds. He's talked about wanting to be a manager. He actually kept his. Kept his uh, thing, his toe in the water, whatever you want to call it, with Chamois Rovers, working for free for a while at one point as well. So he's he's putting in the hard yards and that score. So he was going to manage somewhere. I guess you just always assume it's going to be uh, in England. It's the surprise is this league that you know we don't spend that much de- uh, time talking about and a club that we don't spend that much. Yeah,
2: time talking. I mean Maccabi Tel Aviv since two thousand and twelve have not had an Israeli manager. I th- I think that they always had his so. Okay, from from 1962 up to 2012, so that 50 years, so between Ignacy Molnar, who's one of the great Hungarians in 62, and Neil and, uh, Levine uh, leaving as caretaker in May 2012. They've had one non-Israeli coach, who was uh, the Dutchman Don Carnan or Canan, who I can't say I've, I've ever heard of. Uh, but then that's since, all right, they, Jonathan. You can know, be pretty <laughs> sure we haven't heard of him either. So off you go. <laughs> Um but since then they've had entire I mean it basically just reads like a list of people who either have or will in the future manage Watford. <laughs> <laughs> Slavisha Yukanovic is in there, uh Vladimir Ivich is in there, uh Ita Karanka Has Karanka done Watford yet? But he I mean he will at some point if he hasn't already. Mm. Peter Bosch, Shodra Valadza, Jordi Cruyff. Mm. Um so Oscar Garcia, I mean, he's done Brighton, hasn't he, rather than palace in the Paolo Sousa is pretty much every one of these uh, clubs who like a foreign coach in, in the world, it seems. To because he's done Basel as well, who like that. So in that sense, it makes, yeah, they've got a history of, of sort of looking for, for keen foreign coaches. Um, none of them seem to last more than six months or so. Yeah, my, I can't I can't honestly say my knowledge of Israeli League extends is much beyond that. I guess Peter Bosch is the what example he wants to follow. He's the one who's gone on to have a have a good career. And I I, I suppose we should give him credit for being being prepared to sort of step outside the, the sort of the, the the Anglo-Irish bubble of football and, and test himself elsewhere and learn a different way of doing things. Um yeah, I think it'd be very easy to sort of plod along taking assistance jobs in the championship or the Premier League and and uh and, and not really get a proper crack at it, whereas, you know, he he will get to experience something different. However, you know, it, it should be said that, other than managing Watford, not many of those managers have gone on to do great things.
0: Just the Middlesbrough job that he did, Jonathan, he was there with Jonathan Woodgate. How is that era, the Woodgate era, r- recalled in, you? I'm going to say, your part of the world, in that part of England?
2: I, it's Thirty miles south of me, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> th- things have clearly improved since since Michael Carrick took over. Um, there's been a definite uplift since then. I mean, they, they've had a lot of of ordinariness, really. Um, I mean, Karanka, of course, was there as well as 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 Maccabi Tel Aviv. Um, but there'd been there'd been a couple of coaches between Karanka and, and Woodgate, or so Tony Poulos was there, wasn't he? Gary, Gary Monk. Um, but I, I, I mean, he. I, I seem to remember a lot of draws uh, was the problem. Um I don't think I don't think they won won that many games. It was what, nineteen twenty they were there. So I I then mean, I don't think it's remembered as a great disaster, but I don't think it was a great success either. So I I you know, Middlesbrough fans I think generally are quite well disposed to Woodgate. You know, he he is local from Yarm. Um but yeah, no, it was he I mean, was there for a year, it's been quickly forgotten. Yeah. I I, I remember it merely as a time of many draws.
0: Okay, well hopefully a few victories for Robbie over in Israel we'll see what happens there Jonathan, great to catch up thanks for chatting today Cheers, thank you I accept your challenge I call out Vicky
3: Roy and Steve Nash here we go Stop it That's one of those things Stop it How many players can do this? Death Man Can Never Die He's 34 It's one of those things. Death Man can never die Only the actors Who play him he No he did No he did no, Do you think Robbie Keane Just said You know what Any questions about Me being the MVP Of this league I think he just said Right there Oh yeah He's
2: got more of a Tandem able
0: What's the i going to bit there There's
3: There's He's got more Go of, a of a tan, tan than to me. Okay, good. Yeah. Stop it. There's there's just a frenetic energy to that that is just. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. I gotta it say. It is. It's just. It's really. I I wonder what was going on in Mark Horgan's life when he put that together. Mm. <laughs> it's like he had
0: some downtime. It seems. <sighs> really? Yeah. Forty-two years old now. Not. Not 35 or whatever he was back mm. then. So, well time to get going and management It wouldn't be a Wilson slot without mention of some wartime Hungarian football manager. It or really other. wouldn't.
3: Had he duly obliged. It, who, who was the individual in question? Ignat
0: Molnar, Murph. As well as managing in Israel, Molnar had three stints with Fenerbahce in Turkey over the course of his 40-year managerial career. Wow. They, they don't, don't
3: last 40 years in management without well, knowing a thing or two about a thing or two. On. Oh, I thought you
0: were going to say no. any more. I was going to point Roy Hodgson in your direction. Once he won five trophies in one season... With Fenerbahce, including the Turkish National League, Turkish Cup, Sport Toto Cup, and the Balkans Cup, which is a decent haul, you'd have to say. The yeah. less said about his short stint in charge of Quick Den Haag in the Netherlands in 1933, the better. <laughs> well, I don't know any more about it. I just know when you look at a Wiki Manager page and under Teams Managed, an entry only contains one year.
3: Yeah, it can't generally.
0: Hasn't come, yeah. Unless it was just that he got headhunted by Xerxes DZB Rotterdam.
3: Well, that could also be. That could A also of very easily have happened. Maybe he was really successful mm. with
0: quick ten Hag, ten Hag. Yeah, Nothing I'm confused with I'm, ten
3: Hag. I'm sure it um, it, it merits further study. <laughs> does it I don't know and I'm, there so it I'm ends sure.
0: this midsummer football podcast <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> thanks Murph thank you Aunt.
0: don't forget to sign up for continued football coverage throughout the summer you will hear, hear all episodes ad free and if you saw any photographs of our kit at the Fair Play Cup yesterday you'll know that Second Captains is part of the ACAST, A-Cast Creator,
3: Creator Network. Network at least we
0: look the part
2: Is
1: that? That's the second time it's gone off. Oh, never go home, they
3: never go home, they never go, go home, those, those boys. The second captain's world service. It is not war and death and famine, it's not that at all. It's the opposite of that, it's to persuade there's a world outside of that. That's why sport's is important.
0: Even
1: when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods,